There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Well, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh, and I am my remote location, no longer in the heart of Kami, Colorado. I am in Minnesota, so I'm without equipment, so if you hear a little echo, I apologize. But I hope everybody is doing well today, and everybody had a great last few days. I've been traveling, and just a lot of things ramping up for me, so I hope you guys understand. We are uh, in the process of moving to Minnesota, selling our house, and doing all this other stuff. And I know you're asking, why would you move to Minnesota? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know what? It, it snowed here a little bit today, so it, it uh, reminded me of western New York and uh, my home out there. And, and the weather is very similar, except it gets a little bit colder here. But uh, yeah, my, my wife got a job out here, so we are uh, picking up the family and moving um, about midway through the country, which is cool, but I've already met a lot of great people out here, a lot of great patriots out here in Minnesota. Very, very welcoming and friendly state, I'll tell you that much. Definitely not what it perceives to be um, in the sense of uh, what we saw with the last year's election or 20, the 2020 election. Now, speaking of the 2020 election, I think this is a good point to the start. You know, we're coming into the midterms. We're uh, November 8th is the midterm elections. We're less than 30 days away from that. And uh, yesterday, the January 6th unselect committee had a subpoena issued for President Donald Trump to come testify. Now, his immediate reaction was, why? Why are you doing this? Like, why didn't you do this six months ago? Why are you doing this, you know, less than 30 days before an election, because that's kind of election interference, although he's not a candidate. Well, he put out a response today to the January 6th unselect committee. It was a 14-page letter, and the 14-page letter is very, very interesting if you read it. It's called Peacefully and Patriotically, uh, dated October 13th, 2022. And I'm not going to read this for you, but I'll read some of it. And you'll kind of get the gist of what he's talking about. He said the same group of radical left Democrats who utilize their majority position in Congress to create the fiction of Russia, Russia, Russia. Impeachment hoax, number one. Impeachment hoax, number two. The $48 million Mueller report, which ended in no collusion. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. The atrocious and illegal spying on my campaign and so much more. Are the people who created this committee of highly partisan political hacks and thugs whose sole function is to destroy the lives of many hardworking American patriots whose records in life have been unblemished until this point of attempted ruination. The double standard of the unselects between what has taken place on the right and what has taken place on the radical left, lawless groups such as Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and others, is startling and will never be acceptable, even to those who will be, who will be writing the history of what you have done to America. 
And then he goes on to say that the memo written expresses our anger, disappointment, and complaint that with all the hundreds of millions of dollars spent on what many consider to be a charade and witch hunt, and despite strong and powerful requests, you have not spent even a short moment on examining the massive election fraud that took place during the 2020 presidential election and have targeted only those who were as concerned American citizens protesting the fraud itself. Those who committed the fraud, thereby having created the crime of a century, go unblemished and untouched. But those who fought the crime have suffered a fate that was unthinkable just a short time ago. He goes on and he writes a massive letter. Um, it, it, the first four pages are primarily a summarization to the unselect committee of, uh, of what happened on January 6th. And then he goes on with another 10 pages of evidence. And he makes some really, really good points here. Um, Listen to this. He goes, since 1888, no incumbent president has gained votes and lost an election. He says, I received many million more votes in 2020 than I did in 2016. Unheard in our political history. When you win Ohio, Ohio, Florida, and Iowa, which I did in a landslide, no president has lost a general election since 1960. We swept all four bellwether states, Iowa, Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, and have correctly predicted the election winner since 1896. I won 18 of the 19 bellwether counties. My coattails secured victories of 27 out of 27 toss-up House races. And the Democrats did not flip a single state legislator. But somehow, Biden beat Obama with a black population in select swing state cities, but nowhere else. It is all not possible, or very likely, but should have been a major major subject of your select committee's work because it was the election results that brought this record-breaking crowd to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Now, what he's trying to show here is that it's statistically improbable that he lost this election. And he goes on at the, the bottom of this letter and presents the evidence of how it's statistically improbable. And he starts per state. He starts with Arizona, goes on to Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And he puts this all out there, talking about all the evidence that has been con- uh, that has been collected thus far. And so I think Donald Trump has a play here. And I think Donald Trump right now is getting ready to make some major moves. Now, what is interesting, and I don't know if anybody saw this today, is on the same day that President Donald Trump releases this letter, the Gateway Pundit released a uh, bunch of information pertaining to Nancy Pelosi. And the title of this article was, It Was All Stage. Nancy Pelosi brought in her daughter's camera crew to the U.S. Capitol before the riot. Son-in-law was set up outside to film. Now, this comes as well on the same day that we learn that the FBI Special Operations Team was active during January 6th, that they came together and put together various Special Operations Teams to go out there and infiltrate the crowds. We know that the FBI had at least a minimum of 18 to 25 agents undercover or informants that were working within the crowds on January 6th. Ray Epps being one of them, and if you've ever seen the videos of Ray Epps, 
This man was out the night before telling people that we need to riot, that we need to go cause violence, that we need to go do all this. And then Ray Epps was uh, holding the magnetic doors from the inside, letting dozens of people into the Capitol building. At the end of the day, what we begin is that this was all staged. Nancy Pelosi is seen with a camera crew, with the videos that are being released today by liberal media, you know, walking around and discussing the process and what's happening. It, it, it's just kind of interesting that she had a camera crew there that day. Um, and so Donald Trump is right. This is a farce. This was a setup. This was a setup of the right. They knew that they were coming. And they set them up because they wanted to instigate and fuel an insurrection or at least have one appear to be an insurrection. You know, multiple American citizens lost their life that day. And that's the sad part of all this is that people went there peacefully and patriotically to express their First Amendment, to say, hey, look, this isn't right. We're saying there's election fraud. There's a million of us here. Why won't you investigate? Why won't you even consider our complaints. That's what the First Amendment's about in the first place, is about the government to redress our grievances, about the government to listen to what we are saying. And no state government, no federal government, wanted to even look into election fraud. We know that election fraud happens every election. On the 2020 election, election fraud happened in rampant accord. But they didn't want to look into it. And the reason they didn't want to look into it is because they knew they were guilty. And this was a coup d'etat on President Trump. That's what this was. And that's why they are doing all of this right now. The January 6th Unselect Committee is nothing more than a cover-up for the radical liberal Democrats who stole the 2020 election. Now, listen, I do believe the truth is going to be told. I do believe that this is going to come to a head that that something is going to happen before November 8th that is going to bring all of this information, all of this evidence out to the surface. I think that there's going to be more information coming out about the Igor Dushenko trial. I think we're going to see a lot of booms coming in about that. Right now, we had Dolan, who testified, a former Clinton aide yesterday, who testified that he lied directly to the FBI or directly to Igor Dushenko and uh, Christopher Steele about the Steele dossier. So we know that Igor Dushenko had about 80% of the information contained within the Steele dossier. And this trial is going on right now. Now, what's interesting about Igor Dushenko is that the FBI offered him $1 million to corroborate the information, his sources, that he gave to Christopher Steele. And he was unable to do it. This is one of the reasons why they're saying he lied. Um, although they're saying that they're protecting the informants. That's a load of BS, and I think we all know that. So John Durham is out there. And, and you know what? We can have faith in John Durham. But what we really have to look at is the evidence that's being presented. The evidence that's being presented right now within the Igor Dushenko trial, within the January 6th committee, all has to do with the same thing. Number one, election fraud. Number two, collusion. Number three, treason. Number four, coup d'etat. And so when we look at Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which is the FBI investigation into Donald Trump's supposed collusion with Russia, that was a coup attempt. 
That was a smear campaign through the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign to go after President Donald Trump and take him out and limit his power as president. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. And we are just finishing up there with the Durham trial overview of kind of what's happening right there. And, um, you know, when we look at it, Crossfire Hurricane, uh, which was the FBI operation to go after President Donald Trump through the FBI, completely politicalization based upon false an unverifiable evidence presented by a former MI6 agent by the name of Christopher Steele, um, and known as the Steele Dossier, which as early as 2017, Republican members of Congress and Senate knew that the information contained in the Steele Dossier was bunk, false, and fake. And so Igor Dushenko is on that trial right now with John Durham for lying to the FBI about the falsified information within that dossier that he presented. Um, Still unable to verify any of those sources. And John Durham, hopefully, will be able to throw the book at him and 
include various different types of evidence into this trial, which hopefully open and shed a light on into the real collusion that happened during that time frame. So, you know, 2016 election, um, you, if you go back into uh, 2010, uh, 2010, 2015, around that time frame, we knew that the Democrats were stealing elections. It was really difficult to prove it. And the reason why is because the Republican Party, the conservatives, um, were very, very divided for a very long time from the traditional conservative movement for more of the libertarian leading to the neocons. Um, there was no real organization or public and social collaboration between that party. And that's one of the strong points of which the, the liberal left actually unified uh, against us, especially taking over the polls and uh, the, the voting process. Now, since we did know this was happening, you know, when we approached 2016, we come to realize that Hillary Clinton had planned to steal the election if Donald Trump was potentially going to be a candidate that could beat her. Now, how was this supposed to happen? Well, this is the real story that hopefully will eventually come out. And Donald Trump kind of hinted towards this in his letter that one day this story will be told that historians will be writing about the story for a very long time. And you have to go back and understand that when when you go to steal or cheat an election, there's, there's various different ways that you can do that. You can do that by ballot fraud, by paper ballot fraud. You can do that by controlling the election workers at the election post. Or you can do that by manipulating computer systems. In 2016, um, we knew that there was this software developed by the National Security Agency. The contractor who actually developed the software um, has disclosed to Mike Lindell and come out on camera with Mike Lindell. And he worked as a, uh, a contractor directly for the intelligence community. But this software is called Hammer and Scorecard. And basically what it does is it, it starts to basically produce statistical um, models of votes. So if your opponent is getting three to one votes, it's going to make sure that you get 3.05 votes to their vote up and eventually make you surpass them, which makes it a very, very close election. But the amount of excess votes isn't massive. And so what happened in 2016 is apparently that software got shut down that halfway through election night, that software got shut down and Donald Trump massively began to win because we believe that the true vote was being counted during that time. Now, who would have the ability to shut down a server which is trying to control the voting algorithms in the United States of America? Well, there's, there's really only probably two or, th two or three countries in the world that would have an interest in doing that. Um, there is one country in particular that had a massive interest in getting Donald Trump into the presidency. And this is where this all begins. Now, if you remember the rhetoric that was coming out in 2015 from Hillary Clinton towards Russia and Vladimir Putin, she was talking about putting military defense shields and nukes within NATO nations bordering Russia from Poland and Turkey and Ukraine and such and so Vladimir Putin vowed that if she did that, there would be war, and that war could go nuclear. 
Now, this was in 2015-2016, and Vladimir Putin didn't, didn't want that. He didn't want his country to go to war. He didn't want a war with the United States of America. And so he has a massive incentive during this time to, to protect Russia as well. Is This is a year after the 2014 United States coup in Ukraine, which toppled a pro-Kremlin regime of which we know that there was interesting things happening in Ukraine during that time, especially with secret weapon development programs basically ran by Russia. Now, if you remember the rhetoric that Hillary Clinton was putting out there in 2015, she said that Vladimir Putin is still developing nuclear weapons. Vladimir Putin is using uranium and going out there and developing new nuclear weapons, which is against nuclear proliferation treaties and the United Nations needs to get involved. And this is why she was going to put up the military defense shields in the first place. Now, Vladimir Putin came out and said, that's not happening. We're not doing that in Russia because they weren't doing it in Russia. They were doing it in the Ukraine. And then the United States formed a coup on Ukraine and basically took over those projects from Russia. And that's what pissed Russia off most of all. So I think it was Russia who jumped in there and shut down a server ran by a basically a corrupt cybersecurity company by the name of CrowdStrike, who basically contracts with the DNC, that had a server in a business by the name of Burisma, which was an oil and gas company in the Ukraine. Now, that company might ring a bell because it was mentioned on Trump's perfect phone call with uh, President Zelensky um, that he had the second impeachment um, trial for. And uh, if you remember, he asked about the server, CrowdStrike, and this is the one he was asking Zelensky if Zelensky had. Zelensky said, yes, he did have it. Now, Donald Trump put those caveats out there for a reason. He wanted people to follow that trail. He wanted the liberals to get scared that they had the server from CrowdStrike with all this information on it. Now, Burisma might also sound familiar because this is the same company that uh, Joe Biden in 2014 flew to Ukraine with a billion dollars of U.S. aid money and told the then president to drop the investigation into his son and a company called Burisma because his son was on the board of directors of that company. Now, the investigator, Shokin, was investigating massive wire fraud between this company Burisma and Hunter Biden, as well as Devin Archer and John Kerry stepson and so on and so forth. Now, what ended up happening is, remember Joe Biden's quid pro quo, where he was sitting there going, you know, I told them that if they, if they want this billion dollars in aid, that they, uh, they have to drop this investigation. And by golly, by midnight that night, that investigator was, uh, was fired and that investigation was over. Well, that's called quid pro quo, and uh, that's, that's not acceptable. That's, that's in violation of federal law. But hey, you know, Joe Biden was vice president at the time when he did that. But either way, we begin to see what was really happening here is that the DNC was utilizing Ukraine as a proxy from Russia to basically geo-spoof IP addresses to steal elections in the United States of America with a software called Hammer and Scorecard. They got caught. They got caught by Russia, and they got caught by the Republicans. Now, don't, I'm not saying that the Republicans don't steal elections. I'm not saying that the Republicans don't have good old boy clubs where they go out there and do the same thing. That's one of the reasons why the majority of them have probably been pretty silent. But what we can take back from this is that Russia was involved with shutting down that server that night specifically. 
that Russia shut down that server and allowed the election to actually take place legitimately. This is why the Democrats came after President Trump, saying that he colluded with Vladimir Putin in Russia. Uh, Not that he colluded with him, but Russia definitely had a part in him winning. That part in him winning was them turning off the cheating by the Democrats. This is what prompted the Mueller investigation. This is what they knew and why they went after the Steele dossier, because they figured that they knew Russia would try to stop the election fraud on 2016, that Vladimir Putin would go to those extents. They saw some type of connection between Donald Trump and Russia during that time, and so they basically just made up evidence because they knew there was actual communication. And what they hoped for was that with the falsified evidence that they obtained, they could find the actual damning evidence that showed collusion. The problem is there was none. There was none. Whatever evidence there was that Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin communicated, it didn't exist. The reason is, is because Donald Trump was kept out of that whole conversation. He was never involved in any of it. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And uh, we were talking about Vladimir Putin. We are talking about Russia. We are talking about Donald Trump. We are talking about the 2016 election and what really happened there. And uh, we see this evidence in the signs that Russia did actually interfere with that election. And they didn't interfere to cheat. They interfered to stop the cheating. Um, and... The problem was is that there was no evidence found by the Mueller investigation, the impeachment hoax, or even the crossfire hurricane that Donald Trump had any collaboration whatsoever with Russia on all of this, most likely because this was, I don't know, taking place on back channels, utilized by high members of the intelligence, or one thing that I've talked about a lot is that we have this globalist cabal. We have these elitists that rule and control this world. And I've said for the longest time that not all of them see eye to eye, that most of them are probably, you know, want the best for humanity, at least in a relative sense. And that what we have is we have a multi-headed hydra, right? Multi-heads to this globalist order. And each one of these sects are fighting against each other for power and control of the world. And as we grow closer and closer to chaos the more that war ramps up. And we've actually had uh, a few elitist billionaires come out and talk about this. Uh, there was one, Pierre, a French uh, billionaire, that came out and talked about the fight between the various globalist um, factions and how they were all fighting for control during this, this grand reset or this great reset. And so we could even see something that was orchestrating at that higher level um, that played out during the 2016 election, and I'm, pro- I'm I would I would probably go towards that direction. 
Now, what does that mean for the 2020 election? Well, the 2020 election was very, very apparent voter fraud. They knew they couldn't utilize the same software system that they used before, although I think that they used it as kind of a uh, distraction because we did see the numbers flip-flopping throughout the night that they, they did utilize Hammer and Scorecard at some point during the night, but it was so relatively small that it, it really kind of went unnoticed by Cyber Command and so forth. The real voter fraud took place on the ground, and this is what Truth the Vote has been putting out there. This is what um, a lot of us have been putting out there in the sense of the news and information, and actually a lot of arrests have come about from this. And this type of voting fraud basically took place with nonprofits and NGOs that are most likely, they say nonpartisan, but they are very, very democratically funded, George Soros funded that would hire people who wanted to earn extra money, about $10 to $20 per ballot. They would go in there, pick up 100 ballots, and they'd go randomly drop them off at various different drop boxes, taking pictures so that they could get paid per ballot. Now, this happened all throughout the country. This happened in massive locations that, well, Joe Biden won these predominantly liberal cities in areas where, well, Donald Trump was leading. And so when we look at it like this, what we begin to see is that there was a massive orchestration in 2020 of election fraud. The problem with it is that we we caught them. We, we caught them bigly. And they have since then covered it up. That's typically what happens with a coup. The problem arises now is that two years have passed And so much information has come out about this and so much weaponization of the DOJ and politicalization of the media has occurred that now there's more people awake than ever. Now the liberal base has decreased by over 2 million voters in the last two years, most of them moving towards independent or conservative. And so we see these, uh, these, these Fox polls coming out there saying that the Democrats are going to win the Senate. Yeah, get out of here. There's no way There's no way in heck that that's going to happen. But in actuality, what we're seeing is we're seeing a mass awakening of humanity, a mass awakening of Americans, both on the left and the right. And this is culminating towards the November 8th election. Now, here's the thing, is you can only cheat within statistical probability and that's the one thing to understand about elections is that there's certain mathematical and algorithmic formulation that govern and rule over elections. Benford's law is one of them. This is very similar to a bell curve, is that the amount of votes cast as per the amount of votes that go into an election per county must be within a statistical percentage of the the historical voting content of that county or that city or that state. In 2020, Benford's law was violated and broken. Now, this is one of the major laws that they utilize to determine election fraud. And Benford's law was broken in multiple counties and cities and states throughout the United States of America, but it was completely unnoticed. Now, when understanding Benford's law on this level, right, a logarithmic chart, we understand that there's a certain standard deviation. There's a certain deviation away from the standardization that is acceptable. And when you get outside of that deviation, 
you're starting to talk about astronomical probability. Well, this is the push right now by the Republicans that we need an overwhelming majority to go out there and vote. Because if we have an overwhelming majority go out there and vote, we break those statistical probabilities, which makes it unlikely that they can actually cheat. Now, how does that work? Well, like I told you, there's a standard deviation of which can happen. And that standard deviation is calculated with knowing that more people can turn out the vote than not. But within that turnout, if let's say that 5% more voters come out to vote in the 2022 midterm elections than the last midterm elections, and the Democrats win in a place where we had a increase of Republican voters, then they would look at the standard deviation or they look at the deviation from the center. And if that is improbable, that means that voter fraud most likely occurred. And this could be massive. So think about it. If you have a place that has 100,000 voters and you get an 80% turnout, so 80,000 voters that go out there and turn out and vote, and you had uh, you know 60,000 registered Republicans and 20 in, in you know 40,000 registered Democrats, and the Democrats get 53,000 votes and beat the Republican, that's a statistical anomaly. And the only way that that can happen, primarily, is through fraud. And that's what we're looking for in this midterm election, because that is exactly what they're going to have to do if they want to steal this election. Now, they only have to steal primarily about three Senate seats to get the majority. Although those seats are very um, locked up right now with conservative candidates, that the conservative candidates are pulling really, really high, and it looks as if they're probably going to win, um, if not be a close election. So we're going to keep an eye on that. And so this, and listen, this is the most important election in the history of mankind. This is the election that can save the United States of America. Because if they are able to steal or take this election, the United States of America will be, have her knees taken out and will be thrown down to the ground, pummeled and beaten. We can't take much more of this economic downturn that is being created by this belligerent occupation of the White House, by this hostile infiltration of our government. The economic downturn that's occurring right now, the the turmoil within our economy, is not happening naturally through supply and demand, through natural processes. It's being manipulated. It's being produced to produce a global reset of the economies and the governments to remove national sovereignty from countries and implement a one world government. Now, think about this. The Bank of England just yesterday issued a collapse warning to pensioners. You have three days to sell everything. This is this is no joke. The, the Bank of England governor, Andrew Bailey, warned of market volatility went beyond bank stress tests which is frightening in in and of itself. Before he reinforced that, there is a serious risk to the UK financial stability, adding that a program that bail out pension funds is temporary. And then he says this, my message to the funds involved at all the firms is that you got three days left now. You've got to get this done. The essence of financial stability is that intervention is temporary. It's not prolonged. 
he said this chilling warning and sent shockwaves through the financial sectors around the world. He goes, I'm afraid this has to be done for the sake of financial stability. Basically, what he's saying here is um, the EU is on the verge of financial collapse. Now, this is interesting because Zero Hedge earlier this week reported that nobody has traded Japanese bonds in four days, which is uh, not right, <laughs> which which has never happened before. <laughs> Um, in Japan, we've talked about this before on this show and my other shows, is on the verge of uh, economic collapse. And I predicted that Japan would probably be the first to go, but now we're seeing that the EU is most likely there because of the manipulation within the supply chain through ESG standardization that occurred, which farmers were basically uh, limited in the resources that they could utilize and had to calculate their carbon aggregation and got paid taxes. And they, they all rioted and they, and they began protesting against this stuff. But this has basically decreased the food supply in Europe by probably 50%. And then we add on to the energy crisis um, and Europe is heading into winter with very, very little energy to supply them and very, very little food supply. People all throughout Europe right now are stocking up on as much gasoline and wood and fireplaces as they possibly can and storing food because they understand what is at stake and what is about to happen. They are transitioning right now into a new world order. Europe is on the verge of collapse. And this is one of the main reasons why I think that Russia is making the moves that it's making um, right now in Ukraine. Because they understand that at this point of collapse, of massive chaos, that is the point to basically start pushing back. Because that is the massive point of vulnerability for these globalists that are implementing the state of chaos, trying to implement a new world order. So, in the globalist sense, I do believe that they are going to try to steal the midterm elections, if they even have the midterm elections at all. And we'll see about that. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. 
Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And we were just talking about there, about the election, the midterm election, how important it is, and potentially how it's not even going to happen at all. Um, There's a lot of theories out there. Juan O'Savin, who's a a man that I know, uh, I've interviewed, he's talked about this, that uh, the November... Eighth election is not even going to happen. That something major will happen on October 29th, 2022. This is a, it's a prediction. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know if that's correct or true, but I can tell you that we've all speculated that something major is going to happen, that potentially a international global event is going to happen of which falls or starts to kick off the process of what we know of continuity of government, COG. Within this process, they have the ability to suspend elections, suspend habeas corpus, to arrest dissenters. And I think that if they see no other possible ways, that we're going to see some type of global event, probably a a nuclear false flag event, a biological weapons or chemical weapons attack, something of this nature, be blamed on Russia or be blamed on another country, North Korea, that basically kicks off World War III. Um, and then that's sad to say, if World War III kicks off by some type of international event like that, you're going to see global financial collapse happen and occur at the same exact time. Um, and this would be the, the, the manufactured collapse that we've all been talking about. Now, I, there's a theory that this could happen before November 8th. And I think that there's a very good chance, if you look at what's happening right now in the world, that this will happen before November 8th. And if that's the case, we can start looking and start seeing preparation from various government entities about this uh, because they would be prepping for something like this. Now, listen, I don't want this. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to think about these types of scenarios, but this is the truth. And Russia has came out and been very, very adamant that their nuclear arsenal is completely defensive, that they will not strike anybody with their nuclear arsenal unless they are struck first. Now we've seen from Vladimir Putin's speeches and these various different types of O plans and stuff like that that he's intercepted through U.S. intelligence that the United States military had on the plans to strike Russian missile sites um, as a preemptive strike to war. Now, now that's that's very bold. Um, imagine 
China start bombing, you know, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, and all of the U.S. military uh, nuclear silos, silos. Yeah, wouldn't work very well, would it? Or start taking out nuclear submarines. Wouldn't work very well. And so we have this rhetoric of nuclear war that is on the cusp of the world right now. Um, and, you know, an interesting fact, Elon Musk has proposed peace talks between the Kremlin and Kiev. Donald Trump has said, I will negotiate them. Let's get peace talks between the Kremlin and Kiev. Vladimir Putin has said, yeah, I'm willing to go to the table. But Joe Biden and Zelensky have both came forth and said, nah, they're, they're, they're going to use nuclear weapons. Nope, we're going to go to nuclear war. Now think about that in the sense of a leader. This is all about peace. This is all about promoting and promulgating peace throughout the world. That's what these countries, that's what these people truly want. Donald Trump wants peace throughout the world. And guess what? With four years of Donald Trump's, we had the Abraham Accords. We had peace between South and North Korea. Things that were unprecedented in modern history, Donald Trump did. And nobody remembers that. Nobody, nobody thinks about that because now these situations have been exasperated beyond this, this, this massive volatility to where the Biden administration or China have re-infiltrated these areas and caused this destabilization. So the potential for a world war breaking out is incredibly great. And, that, and that's sad to say. I, I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody wants to see that. But it is potentially going to happen at some point. Now, that could happen before the November 8th election. I don't know. Um, it would be a good mechanism if the Democrats realize there's no other way they can possibly win. If they cheat, they cheat, they're going to get caught, and they know they can't get away with another coup. And if they try to, I think that the American people would rise up. I believe that the American people would stand up to them, that the states would begin to take um, constitutional action. And uh, eventually that would lead to the ending of the federal charter through the majority of the 38 states. I think that that would be a, um, a good legal process to bring about in the sense of another type of an election fraud. Um, and I think that that's the route that will potentially happen if they do steal this election, is that states are no longer infiltrated at that level. Maybe a few of them are, but the majority of them are got hawks watching everywhere. We've even seen the Democrats do uh, political smearing campaigns and uh, mainstream media propaganda campaigns about the amount of Republicans in the poll worker community right now. Um, so I know that they, they know that they cannot get away with this again. And if they do decide to move forth with it, and they do decide to try to cheat to steal these seats, they're going to be in for a rude awakening because I believe the states are ready to fight back. If you remember, Texas was one of the primary states that filed the original legislation and lawsuits against voter fraud in the 2020 election. And Texas was hammered hard with election fraud within their multiple counties. And now we're seeing Louisiana, Florida, and Texas all stepping up and stepping forth, as well as Monta Montana, Wyoming, a lot of the Midwest states, Pennsylvania's fighting back. So we're about to see a massive transition in the United States of America of power. It's either going to be the right takes control and they begin investigating all these crimes, all this collusion, and they start remedying things. Or the left wing wins and the United States of America starts to crumble and destabilize and go away forever. 
and the implementation of a world government begins to form. That's where we're at right now. And it's a sad, sad thing. It's a sad thing to look at. It's a sad thing to realize. But you know what? All great people have to go through massive transition. The whole world right now is at this point, this cusp, this precipice of of change, of transmutation. We're evolving as a society, as a civilization. And during these points, massive chaos must ensue in order for the system itself to reorganize to a higher degree. The problem is, is that a certain few select people have decided to take upon themselves to manipulate that change that is not in the best interest of the rest of the world. So it is time for us to stand up, to speak up, to rise up. It is time for us to realize our duty as human beings, as American citizens, to save this country once and for all. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening and weekend. This is the Dark Delight Show. We'll see you next week.